Hope you enjoy our pastor's message. I'm Brother Michael Williams. Thank you for listening. We pray you were enlightened spiritually by our radio broadcast. If you would like a copy of our service or support us by donation, write us at Bethany Ministry Center, P.O. Box 6764, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71307, or call us at 318-561-0064 and leave a message. Join us next Saturday at 12.15 p.m. K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM 70,000 watts of gospel power <laughs> Beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi And the flat plains of West Texas And the beaches and bayous of Louisiana K-A-Y-T 88.1 FM Welcome to Living by the Word with Greg Tejada pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. I'm going to speak to you today about erroneous reasons people get married. And then I'm going to give you some guidelines for choosing a good marriage partner. Some people use this as a reason to get married, to provide a comfortable lifestyle, to enhance their career, to provide social status, financial stability. There are a lot of gold diggers who were married just to get their hands on your money or your inheritance. Right? Now, for some people, they say, well, perhaps that ain't going to be no problem. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> so, you ain't got to worry about the gold digger. I just helped you on that with that. <laughs> gold diggers look for money. They look for stuff. And they target people. So you had to be careful. Others want someone to take care of them so that they can have what they want in life. They just, there's a lot of people out there just looking for somebody to take care of them. You have a lot of men that are just looking for a woman to take care of them. You got a lot of men don't want work, so they look for a woman that's professional, got a good job, got her own house, drive her own car, you know, got some money coming in. And the guy look at that and say, yeah, I want that right there. Because all he can do is, I can just lay around and don't have to do nothing. And you got a lot of women that are lonely that are falling into that and say, well, well, we'll just, you know, I know I, I'm going to take care of him, but he, he's supplying the need I got too. All right, but you ain't got much. All that stuff temporary, and, you know, it won't be long you're unhappy because that ain't work because that woman going to get tired of bringing all the stuff in the house. And he's sitting over there on the, on the couch watching TV with bean juice on his shirt. <laughs> Won't work. Refuse to work. Won't get a job. I'm going to tell you, single ladies, if he ain't worked in five years, 
Now, I ain't talking about disability and stuff like that. I'm just talking about, I'm talking about a, a stud. You understand? That he just say, well, you know, I, you know them people out there, you know how they is, you know how them people is on the job out there. If he can't keep a job, check out his job history. How long you work at that place? Where you working at? And they tell you, how long you been there? If they only been there three months, they say, well, where was you working at before that? And they tell you they worked there. I say, how long was you there before that? And just keep running that trail till you see a pattern. Right? Before you let your heart go. See, it ain't all about the emotional feeling. Love give us that strong emotion. That come from God. But you got to have a practical side that you're not so gullible that you're just sucked in to anybody saying sweet nothings in your ear. Okay. Number nine. Sometimes people get married because of pressure. They feel the pressure of all their friends getting married. So they say, well, all my friends get married. I need to get married. I'm getting left behind. So they'll feel the pressure that's put on them by society that they need to get married. Sometimes when, when people get up in age, sometimes age is a pressure factor that will make people rush into a marriage. But, you know, you got to keep waiting on God no matter what your age is. You know, you don't just rush and do something really foolish. God has somebody for you. If you have a desire to be married, you can count on it that God has somebody that is just for you. Because God gives that desire. That's a holy desire. That's a godly desire to have companionship. God put that in you. And so if he put it in there, then that means that he will, he will supply that need that you have for companionship. But you got to be patient and you got to wait. You got to wait on him. Don't marry someone just because you dated them for a long time. Sometimes people can't let go. Well, we've been dating six years. We've been dating eight years. We've been dating nine years. I, that's got to be the one I'm going to marry. Not necessarily. So you don't want the pressure to marry somebody just because you've been dating. People say, how long y'all been dating? You've been dating. For, how come y'all ain't married yet? See, that pressure come. And then people say they feel the pressure of their friends and their family pressuring them into a marriage that they may not even be ready for yet. Okay, so you got to watch that. When you marry out of pressure, many times you'll just settle for someone who's not right for you. So you don't want to settle. You ought to have an expectation. And at the same time, realize that you're not going to find somebody perfect. Right? You're not going to find somebody that don't have some flaws and don't have a little baggage. All of us have life experiences where we've messed up, made mistakes done things wrong, that don't make us bad people. Right? Yeah, so you're not, you're not looking for Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect. You're looking for someone who has a heart for God. If you're a Christian, you're looking for somebody who has a heart for God, who is motivated to serve God. I mean, that ought to be at the foundation where you're not, where you're equally yoked. Now, I'll get to that in just a minute here. Okay, number 10. This is another erroneous reason people will use to get married. Well, 
he or she will change after we're married. Or uh, we know we got problems in certain areas, but we're going to work on it after we got married. I'm going to tell you, if you have problems before you get married, marriage only amplifies those problems. Okay? And I said last week, if they won't change for God, they won't change for you. You just got to know that. The bad qualities you see while you are dating will usually be amplified after you get married because you will have to live with those qualities. See, when you're dating, you may run up on a bad quality every now and then. You don't see it. But when you say, I do, you really don't know a person until you don't live with them. So if you see bad qualities in a person before you get married, you just can't think, well, after we get married, they're going to go away. No, they ain't going to go away. They're just going to be magnified because now you're going to be seeing them all the time. And if there are qualities that you can't live with, then you shouldn't marry that person. It's not the things that we like about another person that causes division. It's the things we don't like about them. The things that, that you like about a person don't divide. The things you like about a person joins you together. Oh, I like that about you. Well, that makes you embrace. But that things that you don't like about them is the things that cause you to push away. I don't like that about you. Why are you always doing that? I can't stand it when you do this. All right, if you got a lot of that going on while you're dating, then it's going to be amplified after you get married because now you're waking up with it and you're going to bed with it. Listen, I have, I have a friend. I ain't going to call no names. This was years ago. I was in college. But he came to see me one day, and he was beat up. Had knots all over his head, scratches on his face. I felt sorry for him because he bent over and parted his hair. And said, look at that, Greg. Had a big old gash right there. I said, man, what happened to you? He said, he said my girlfriend beat me up. She hit him with a pot, skillet, everything. They just got into it. So he came to me. He said, you got a lot of wisdom. You think I ought to marry her? <laughs> I'm 19 years old, 20 years old. I said, man, she beating you up and y'all ain't even married yet. Just imagine what she going to do when you get married. Man, she beating you and she, she ain't got a license to beat you. <laughs> she don't even have a marriage license to beat you. She ain't got a license to beat you. She beating you for you. Y'all even say, I do. It's going to get worse when you get married. So I wouldn't tell him no, you know, because I didn't want to make a decision when I said, man, I don't know. I, said, I don't know if I married somebody beat me up before I got married. I just don't got to marry somebody like that. But you know what he told me? But Greg, I love them. I love them, Greg. But Greg, I love them. I said, all right, well, it's your life. Is she comfortable beating you? Before you get married, just get used to it. You know, get you a football helmet or something, you know. <laughs> get you a Get you a helmet, prepare yourself. Get you some shoulder pads. <laughs> you, know, you know, so when she get in one of them moods, you just, go ahead. 
so. Don't, don't be deceived and think after you get married, they're going to change. If there's things that you look in a person's life and, and, you, and you don't like what you see, or they have things in their personality that just irk you to no end, just think about having to live with that every single day, seeing that quality in that person every day. Then ask yourself, do I love them enough that I can adapt myself to that and accept that? And if you can, go ahead. But, you know, if you can't, run! <laughs> it's easier to run than it is to divorce before you get married. We can often overlook and sometimes not notice the character flaws in others while we're dating. While we will never find a perfect mate, we have to be committed to live with the imperfections of other people when we decide to marry them. You're making the decision to live with that person with all of their flaws. That you love them enough that you can accept their imperfection. Right? Because when you start spending time with one another, you're going to see imperfection. It's going to be there. But if you love them, then love covers a multitude of sins, and together you work through those things. You know, you should be able to tell one another, hey, I don't like this. You need to speak up while you're dating. Don't wait till after you get married and then start trying to change them. Now, I did get a prophetic word one day, me and Cece. Well, a man prophesied to me, he said, now, Greg, you're not to try to make Cece into something she's not. And see, see, you're not to try to make Greg into somebody that he's not. He said, God will cause y'all to flow together. But you got to accept each other for who you are and, and just let God do the change. Praise God, I gave you 10 reasons there. Erroneous reasons why people get married. Okay, now. You've been listening to Living by the Word with your host, Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I trust that you received the Word of God that will change your life and make you strong. This message is available for a gift of $8 postage paid. If you would like a copy of today's message, call us at 318-442-8100. That's 318-442-8100. Or write us at P.O. Box 13195, Alexandria, Louisiana, 71315. We invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. and on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for worship service. We're located at 4701 Lee Street, just two blocks off MacArthur Drive. Until next time, may God richly bless you. before we're waiting war. Anoint my head, oh, yeah. anoint my head.
Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. You are now tuned into the Media Ministries of Kingdom First Ministries of Bossier City, Louisiana, with Minister Catherine Young. Listen now to a word in season from Minister Catherine Young from a message already in progress. to 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Amen. And say amen when you're there. And then we're going to do 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4. Amen. It was good to see my sis back up here exalting the people of God. Amen. Amen. Pastor C, thank you so much. Amen. When you're there, say, Amen. Now, this is a real popular text for now because we have been studying this text in the book of Timothy for about a month now and the book of Matthew. Um, and Bishop has been speaking on the last days, the signs of the times. I tell you this morning, you need to take out your paper and your pencil. And if you don't have a Bible, like we say in the country, scoot over and scooch over next to somebody. So you can see what I'm telling you is for real. Amen. Because you know what? If we could go to school with our books, we need to come to church with our Bibles. Amen. Because in these last days, you don't know what people are going to be telling you. Amen. So you got to know What's in this word? Amen? Here we go. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. Say hello. They will be boastful, arrogant, proud, which is big-headed, scoffing at God, mocking him, disobedience to their parents, and ungrateful. Hello? They would consider nothing sacred, holy. Okay? Are we all reading the same Bible? Because see, I got a different version, but it all means the same thing. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel, mean, and hate what is good. Now, you know some of y'all are good, and we try to live a holy life, and it's people that hate us because of that. Amen? They will betray their friends. They will be reckless, just wild and out of control. They will be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious. Come on, somebody. But they will reject that power of one version saying having a form of godliness, meaning they got a form, they look like they holy, they act like they holy, they go to church on Tuesday and Sunday holy, they will have a form of godliness, 
but denying that power that could make them godly. Stay away from those people. Now, did we all see that? And that's on there, okay? See that word form? As I was studying this man, that, that word set out to me. It means morphosis in the Greek, meaning an outward form. It means to morph something. You know how we see these movie X-Men? They look like regular people or transformers. But when the power come on or the stress come on of life, they could morph into these different creatures. Amen. That's what that word form means. It's a form in the church. Amen. And then 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4 says, For a time is coming, say now, when people would no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Amen. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers, say wolves, who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths and traditions. The title of this message is, Be Aware of the Big Bad Wolf. Tell your neighbor, be aware of the big bad wolf. Amen. I'm going to tell you a little story, okay? I'll try to relax, okay? I'm just scared. But I'm going to tell you a little story, okay? Dwayne, give me some little soft music, because I got a little story I need to tell you. And the name of this story is The Boy Who Cried Wolf. Okay, pay attention. A shepherd boy tended his master's sheep near a dark forest not far from the village. Soon he found life in the passage to be very dull and boring. All he could do to amuse himself was to talk to his dog and play his little flute. One day as he sat watching the sheep, the boy was thinking, what would he do if he really saw a wolf? So he thought of a plan to play a trick to entertain himself. His master had told him to call for help should a wolf attack the flock and the village people would come and scare it away. So now even though he had not seen anything that looked like a wolf, he ran towards the village shouting at the top of his voice, Wolf! Wolf! Oh, y'all good and attentive. And as expected, the villagers who heard the cry dropped their work and ran with great expectations to the past. But when they got there, they found the boy doubled over just laughing. Ooh, 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 ooh I got y'all. I got y'all. I'm just playing. I got y'all. Ooh, did y'all see him running? I got y'all. He was so tickled, he did not know what to do. A few days later, the shepherd boy again shouted, Wolf! Oh, y'all, help me, help me, help me, help me, please. Wolf, 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 wolf. And here come the villagers again, ran to help him, only to be laughed at again. Woo! <laughs> I really got you this time. You almost fell running. I got you. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. 
as the sun was setting behind the forest trees and the tree shadows were creeping out over the pasture, this time a wolf really did appear and sprung from behind the bushes and attacked the sheep. In terror, the boy ran towards the village shop. Oh, wolf! But though the villagers heard him yelling and crying, they did not run to help him as they had before. Saying to themselves, he would never fool us again. That night, the wolf killed a great many of the sheep and even killed the young shepherd boy when all he wanted to do was have some fun. As quickly as the wolf appeared, it slipped away into the dark forest, waiting for the opportune time to strike again. The moral of the story is, be aware of playing silly games with wolves, because you just might get consumed. Amen? Be aware of playing silly games with wolves, because you just might get consumed. It's quiet in here, but we just starting. Be aware of the big bad wolf. As I said earlier, Bishop had been preaching all this month on the end times and the last days, speaking on things that we need to be mindful of in these last days, amen, in the body of Christ. Different things, he'd been talking about false teachers. He'd been talking about TV show, shows. He'd been talking about Facebook and MySpace, movies, music, giving us good sound teaching. And you know what? And as Bishop had been teaching, I just scanned the audience. And you know, he was talking about cut off cable, monitor what your children watch, monitor what you watch. And some of us sitting there like, you know what I'm saying? It don't take all that. He old-fashioned. It really don't take all that. He's been warning us because there are many wolves out there waiting for the opportune time to devour us, the sheep of God. Amen? While some of us are out there playing our silly boyish games. Amen? And I'm going to tell y'all something. Don't get quiet up in here. Because this is church. This is where you come for a good time. And let me warn you, if you're convicted, that's a good thing. That means you're still alive. Amen. Amen. But if you got that attitude, huh, you dead. You dead. But if you get convicted by anything I'm going to say this morning, give yourself a hand clap of praise. Because that means your heart is palatable and God is speaking something to you. And that heart is saying, we agree. Amen. And I need to get myself in order. Amen. He, we, we've been talking about all these little boyish games. And I was thinking of, you know, the different things that he had been talking about, TV, the movie and all that. And I'm not saying even, and I know Bishop wasn't saying that we should cut all that out, but we really need to be mindful of what we let come through our eye gates and our ear gates. Amen. A friend of ours went to the movie not too long ago, and we were sitting in the movie, and the movie what we were going to see was a good movie. But it was the previews that got me. You know, I 
was sitting up in there and after all the previews, I had to rebuke the devil. Because you're going in there to see something nice and then here they come with all these previews and this and this and this. It was so bad and now I'm like, oh Lord, let me get up and go to the bathroom and do some praying. Because it, it's some stuff that come out there. But see, I, these things that we talk about in the old church, they used to teach all this. Different spiritual things that's connected to movies. Different spiritual things that's connected to movies. But see, we didn't got to a feel-good church. And see, that's the thing about it. See all them empty seats back there? Some people went to churches where the choir sound good. They didn't come for their souls. And that's what we're doing in the last days because we have itchy ears. We want to go to those places that make us feel good. That want to attack that sin while we're in our boyish, our boyish ways. We want to go to those churches that make us feel real, real good. And then we want to go to the buffet later and eat up everything. But when it comes to sin, and a church preach sin and righteousness, and I'm not saying we're the only ones because there's many churches out there, but we don't go look for those. But the Bible said in the last days, many will have itching ears, and they will go where they can hear what pleases them. So if you know you're living and you're living in sin in any kind of way, oh, I'm not going over there because they preach about that stuff there. And I don't want my toes stepped on. So we feel like ignorance will keep us saved. Amen? So we feel like if we don't know, we're not accountable. But let me let you in on the secret. If you're here today, you're now accountable. And if God impressed upon your heart to be a certain place and you know if the word comes there and you didn't go, you still accountable. Because you didn't listen to the spirit of God. Because see, God is so full of grace and I like what Pastor Greg said because he give us chance after chance 